This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Friday night! Feel good football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We're coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio Super Wild Card Weekend. Of course, all the coaches that are moving around and something we have touched on the last couple of days. It just seems crazy. But once again, we are not living through it every single day in that city as if the Philadelphia Eagles really complete this meltdown and lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night that Nick Sirianni would be fired, which anybody who's looking at it from the outside looking in would say, man, that is nuts. You went to a Super Bowl last year. You almost won the game. You gave this quarterback a gazillion dollars, and he was an MVP candidate coming into the game. Would have won the Super Bowl MVP if they had won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Of course, did not. Started off the season 11-1, and go through this stretch, which has been an ugly stretch, losing to the Cardinals and the Giants, and then potentially losing to the Buccaneers, and then firing them right after that. I mean, was it that much smoke and mirrors? Was he that much of an idiot that was getting propped up by the coordinators that were there? Does he really not know what he's doing? I mean, I find it hard to believe that a guy who had that much success in that short window is completely clueless to the point that after this meltdown, they send him packing. You know, what's amazing is that that team won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. Yeah. Then Frank Wright got the job in Indianapolis. When he got the job in Indianapolis, I think Sirianni was there. Eberflus was there. And they all had, I I think Steichen was there. I think all these guys were there. I I don't know where Jonathan Gannon was in all this. And then, of course, Eberflus gets a Chicago job. And then Sirianni leaves Frank and gets the Philly job. And then then, uh, Steichen and Gannon leave Sirianni and they get their respective jobs in Indianapolis and Arizona. And then, and then Peterson's down in Jacksonville. I was just, you know how it's amazing how it's all tied in together. And Iberflus was on the cusp of losing his job up in Chicago, but I think they kept him because uh, I think the the general manager wants to insulate himself, meaning he would not want to bring in Bill Belichick. There's no way. And Ryan Poles, by the way, that GM, 
has the uh, the Bears set up now for a good 10 years. I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that they will take Caleb Williams, that they will trade Justin Fields, and he's got a lot of draft capital. He's got a lot of young people. He'll be resetting the quarterback contract, which is very important in this uh, day and age in the NFL. And they should be a very good team if things go the way that they they are trending uh, for the Chicago Bears. So they decided to keep Eberflus, who now needs to find a whole new offensive staff. And to me, finding a new offensive staff tells me that Justin Fields is done there. Yes, and I think that everybody expected that. So do you think that if the Philadelphia Eagles lose, that Nick Sirianni would be out? Do I think that? I I can only read the tea leaves. And reading the tea leaves, like I do a lot of times in these situations, if if they get blown out or something really goes haywire, I I could definitely see Jeffrey Loria and Howie Roseman pulling the plug. 100%. Man, I mean, that would be probably the biggest fall we have ever seen. I mean... Even more so than Ben McAdoo when he took that team to the playoffs and then the next season the team quit on him and he was out. I mean, that was the biggest fall from grace I've ever seen. And then Joe Judge was similar, but they were still like 6-10 and 10 that previous year, the year before he got fired. Well, how but, about coaches that last one year? But I'm talking about fall. Like from you were up here oh, as yeah. an you, NFC you champion. You were at the Super Bowl. Like and you were basically a fumble away from winning. Yeah. Yes. To gone the next year. Well, and both of your coordinators gone too, by the way. Yeah. Well, I told you that was going to be a big thing for them because their defensive numbers are half of what they were last year. Now, Jalen Hurts has not been great either. And I do see frustration on the offensive side of the football with a team that supposedly has a great offensive line, a good solid running game, a quarterback who's multidimensional, and wide receivers who are game breakers. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, and I I don't know, and maybe you've heard, but a big part of this is we knew, you know, with Ben McAdoo, the locker room had quit on him. I believe that uh, remember Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins. He, like, walked off the field and quit in the middle of a practice, and, like, their secondary was standing by him and hated the coach, and the team was just a mess. You knew that the locker room hated Ben McAdoo, and he lost the team. I don't know that about Sirianni. I don't know how the players feel about him. I don't know if they're blaming themselves for this horrible play or they're pointing fingers at that. I, I will say, you know, usually the fan base, you know, every fan base has the finger on the pulse of their respective teams. Just like I would with the Rangers or you with with the Knicks or the Vikings or us with the Mets. We we know our teams a little bit better than we know the other teams. Just simply because that's where our interest lies. If you go on the Philadelphia fan boards and you read that stuff and you look into all that stuff, I mean, they, they are definitely pointing the finger right at Sirianni. Yeah, and sometimes fan bases are right, and sometimes they're completely wrong. We talk about, you know, listening to the fans, and sometimes you have to from a business standpoint, but from a football standpoint, I don't know. And this is where those leadership councils are important in NFL locker rooms, and not that you want the players to determine the fate of the coach all the time. Uh, you don't want that. You don't want, the, as they say, the inmates running the asylum. Um, but I also think that you got to get... You know, Jason Kelsey is going to retire at the end of this year, apparently. Um, but I'd go right to him and be like, what's going on? Well, uh, how about Fletcher Cox? Him, too, is another one. Absolutely. I mean, they still have really good players in their team that just, for whatever reason, at the back end also. And by the way, you see Darius Slay complained about the uh, the turf at MetLife Stadium again. Yeah, well. Another, another player. 
and they're doing nothing about it this offseason because they installed well, a new turf I, I, this year. I do know this, that you know, obviously the hockey teams are playing at MetLife Stadium, the stadium series game, and then right after that, they are tearing up the entire field to get ready for the World Cup. And they're putting grass in for the World Cup. Yes. Because you got to play on grass for the World Cup. The World Cup is going to be here. <sighs> what do you mean? What does that mean? Traffic. Traffic. Traffic in Jersey. I'm looking at my guys, though. I'm looking at Eddie Allen, Jerry, man. I'm not looking at... Uh, That's so far north. Yeah, it doesn't impact And when we come in... On the way home, though, man. They're going to be everywhere. No. The whole world is descending upon New Jersey. What is the World Cup schedule? Do you have any idea? No clue. I think I have any. Uh, didn't they just play it? Just Google it. Years ago, we got two years to go. No idea. I mean, two years to go. Got two it's years to go. Year, World it? Cup. No, no, it isn't. Is it? Yeah. It's this summer. I thought it is. Why would they be working on the uh, on the uh, stadium if it wasn't for That's this summer? This, I I didn't know it was this summer. I thought you meant they were doing it after next season. Let's see. No. World, World Cup. I got June 1st, 2024, United States, Canada. I don't know where it is, though. No, no, no. The World Cup is 2026. Is it? Yeah. Why are they starting work on the World Cup now? I have no idea. Is it the CONCACAF Cup? No. Something? Is there another cup they're playing for? Oh. Wait. The No, it's the World Cup is here. But they might have another one here, too, that's before that. But it's in North America, the World Cup. United States, Mexico, and Canada. Okay. That's okay. That's where it is. So 2026, Thursday, June 11th through Sunday, July 19th. A lot of traffic for a month. And over that's a month. 2026. 2026. And why are they getting the stadium ready for something after this, this hockey of this year? I don't know. It's a good question. Sure, somebody could answer that. I don't know. Is there another sort of, you know, Stephen Waldron of CBS is a soccer freak. Stephen, are you there this morning or have you left? I know a lot about soccer, but not about grass. Yeah, but if this is what I need to know, though. Is there another big soccer event taking place in either 24 or 25 at MetLife uh, Stadium? Euro Cup. Euro Cup's this summer, I believe. Oh, Euro, Euro Cup. Cup. See, there you go. And is that going to be here? Right now. Yeah. That's, uh, Why is the Euro Cup being played here? It's not here. I'm just uh, you just said if there's a big event that's happening this summer. No, we're talking about a MetLife Stadium. How about Concacaf. That's what I said. Concacaf, uh, Stephen. Stephen, are you a big Concacaf guy? Big Concacaf guy. You are okay. So what's going on? I'm checking now. Junior World Cup. I mean, I thought you were part of Galazzo. What's going on here? I don't know every schedule. Yeah, but, I mean, these are the big ones that are happening in your home state. And you're a huge soccer guy. Maybe it's a field hockey uh, tournament. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing that CBS likes more than soccer is field hockey, right? Yeah. Uh, 2026, we got Copa America, but that's... What the hell? Yeah, so I don't know, man. Maybe your timeline with the turf is wrong. No, it's it's not wrong. Maybe it is. Maybe someone gave you bad information. No, it's not. It's not, so there's going to be grass at MetLife Stadium? Somebody, all right, hold on. Copa America is 2024. Oh, it's 2024. Okay, Copa America. Yeah, the finals in July is in Miami. 
Okay, so it's All not right, here. But are they playing at MetLife Stadium? Uh, yes. Yeah, see, that's what they're doing. The Copa America? What the hell is that? It's North America, South America. Oh, okay. All right, very good. North America and South America. Okay, so there you go. So that is... Yeah, Argentina won the last one. All right, so that... All right, so what is the... Do you have the schedule for that? Uh, it's June 20th to July 14th. Right, so... And are 14 they... different venues. 14 different venues. And MetLife Stadium being one of them. Correct. And how many games are they playing at MetLife Stadium? He's not going to know that. He's not going <laughs> to... took him 15 minutes yeah, to get to it. might not be out yet. Yeah. No, it looks yeah. like it's out. It looks like it's out because Boomer's looking at it right uh, now. I'm looking at the group stage. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. So you're telling me there's going to be grass? June at- 25th is one game at MetLife. So there's going to be grass at MetLife Stadium to start next football season? No, for the hockey. I mean, um, for the soccer season. So you're going to tell me they're going to, everybody wants grass. They're going to put grass down for the Copacabana. And then they're going to come back and put the turf back that everybody hates after the Copacabana? First of all, it's not the Copacabana. It's the Copa There's three America. games at MetLife. Oh, the, oh, the Copa America. They're, they're putting grass in for three games at MetLife. And then they're going to take it out and put the turf that everybody hates back yeah, I'm in. I'm not running. I'm not running MetLife Stadium, so I don't know the answers to this. But I'm assuming yes, that that's what's going on. What about Craig Curry? Does he know about this with the Negronomy? Does he know anything about this? He knows golf courses. He doesn't know like what's going on at MetLife Stadium. But isn't it Negronomics? Negronomics? Isn't it that agronomy? It's agronomy. I thought it was Negronomy. But whatever it is. He should know. So you're telling me. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. That I know that they want to get the hockey ice out of MetLife Stadium as quickly as possible because they want to get started on transforming the field for this Copa America Cup. Okay, so the Copa America Cup comes in. They're playing on grass in June. Then July rolls around, training camp. Obviously, the season starts in September. They're going to take out the grass that everybody wants. Everybody's complaining, bitching, and moaning. I'm tearing my ACL. I'm tearing my Achilles. Put grass down. This is a travesty. There's people over there at the Jets that think that they can't get free agents because of this, as you told us. And they're going to put that crappy turf back down when they already had grass there. That, to me, would be ridiculous. And then you got to do it all over again in two years when the World Cup comes here? Yes, yeah, Stephen, when is the World Cup coming here? 2026, Thursday, June 11th through okay, Sunday, uh, July 19th. Yeah, 2026. So, and how many games will they be playing at MetLife Stadium for that? Prob- enough to have grass, you know, to put grass down. Well, they only got three games being played there now. Okay, but still, they're going to have to put grass down regardless huh. for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I got I. Yes. You yeah. don't want to brought it up, man. If they're hosting a group, then it'll be at yeah. least, what, six games? Old. Yeah. Steven, what do you mean for for the World Cup? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. You got it now? I guess so. <laughs> so, once again. What I don't understand is why don't they just play, like, in Pasadena, uh, the Coliseum, Tampa Bay... Because MetLife is so beautiful. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's a historic sports landmark. And they'll sell it out. That we are so lucky to have here. 
you know, there's times like yesterday when I was you know talking about this area and sometimes it's tough in January, and I thought, well, you know what? At least we have MetLife Stadium. At least we have that to put a smile on my face. You know, and that's the way I feel about, you know, sort of the way I feel about the Freedom Tower, uh, Empire State Building, Chrysler Building, Central Park, some of these great landmarks that we have Statue around. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. The Guggenheim. The Guggenheim, yeah. I Places know you're like that. The Guggenheim. That's is right. the way I feel about MetLife. Right. And that's why it needs to be here. Because a world event like this could not take place without getting to one of the world's greatest venues, MetLife Stadium. Sergio, Little Ferry. What's going on, Sergio? Morning, guys. What's Long up? time listener, first time caller. I hear you guys talking about MetLife Stadium, and the reason why they need to put grass is they need to qualify for the World Cup, and they need to make the field bigger and take away some stadium seatings. Okay, so that we understand that, but what we want to know is, does the grass stay once it goes down for soccer? Because everybody in the NFL wants to play on grass, and what would be crazy to me is they go through all this stuff to put the grass down for the soccer players, where you house two NFL teams in there that want you to switch to grass, then you're going to take the grass out and put this crappy turf where everybody busts their legs up on it back again? That's you know That's the <laughs> issue. I get where you're coming from, and I understand that, but I don't know if this grass is going to stay permanently. I hope it does, but all I know is they got to take it out, make the field bigger, and then they have to qualify for the World Cup. But that's all I know. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Sergio. Very good. And there it is. Look at the beauty. There, the CBS Sports Network is yeah. doing this beautiful shot of MetLife like a giant State. air conditioner. I mean, it, um, it actually gives me the chills. You know when you see... Like the Grand Canyon, you look the vastness of it, and you're like, man, yep. it's just, it's amazing. And the the fact that MetLife is man-made, I mean, you would think that it was something that the Earth just put there because it's just so perfect. Right. And sort of like, uh, you know, Mount Everest, things like that. The Northern Lights. It's just gorgeous. Like, I could sit here all day and watch this shot, the panning of MetLife Stadium in the and parking lot. Just seeing 70,000 sort of drab gray seats just oh, inspires you it does right to jump off a bridge darius slay for first things first giants uh please get your turf fix slay said uh what's uh found at the home of the giants and the new york jets uh during the latest edition of the big play slake podcast he says this field turf has got they got to get rid of it and I told you that the Jets uh, claim to me that they have a hard time acquiring free agents because of the field. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Road to Vegas with Boomer and Geo is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it, by Key Food and their family of supermarkets, and by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. That road is getting shorter and shorter by the day. As we are going to be about uh, three weeks away from leaving this coming Sunday to go out to Vegas, which is amazing to think about because we made the decision to go. Uh, all of us, well, Boomer basically told us all of us were going, which we uh, were really excited about. Not like we made the decision, not like me, Alan, Jerry, and Eddie were like, you know, we're going to go to Vegas. Let's just do it. Uh, that we we're going to do a full week of shows out there, like back in the summer. Uh, so we've been talking about this that long, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So very excited about that and uh, all the sponsors that are uh, helping us with this. Uh, all right, we have Jerry Recco back. He's got another update. What's going on? We're brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Vegas because yesterday you had Drew Barrymore call in, which was very cool. Uh, and then you had the whole back and forth about Vegas, and perhaps you guys will appear on her show. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she'll even come over and appear on your show. We uh, shall see. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. And I was trying to, because my wife did not see this yesterday or hear this, so I was trying to explain to her that she actually did invite us yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what the hell would she want with you guys? Is that's basically nice. what she said. And I was like, wait a second. Oh, that's nice. I was like, that's yeah. not, I mean, uh, you know. And then I said, it's the Super Bowl. Right. And they're there. And she doesn't know anything about sports. And since we're in the CBS family and we're an entertaining show, she probably is like, let's throw these guys on. We'll have some fun with them. She's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. You know, it's a collaboration within the family, yeah. within the business. I love a collaboration. You know, you know how like on late night TV interviews, like, uh, I don't know, sports personalities within the company, that kind of thing. Like yeah. Marv Albert used to go on David Letterman all, yeah, all the time. Yeah, so That's right. I forgot yeah. about those dog Letterman spots. Yes. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loved them. He absolutely the, loved it. The mistake you guys made, though, yesterday about having her come over was saying 4 a.m. You could have said 6 a.m., which was, is 9 New York. You still could get her on. Oh, we could still work that out. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just, we, we Seems like a very, uh, very easy person to get along yes. with. Doesn't seem like she's high maintenance and, at all. And very well known. Would you not agree? Yes. Oh. <laughs> very well known. A-lister, right? Yeah. If not A-minus, I mean, she's a I mean, big-time celebrity. Star right. in many movies. Yes. I mean, the fact that she was in E.T., which is one of the most iconic movies of the last 50 years in this country, is amazing. Iconic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I love that you went there, because the Midday mm -hmm. Show, and I was quite surprised by this, not surprised by Sal, quite surprised that B.T. had a little trouble here. Hey, did you hear Drew Barrymore call Boomer G? I actually heard that live. I'm a big Drew Barrymore fan. If I ask you the first thing you think of when I say Poltergeist. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think Dave She's Letterman. Not in Poltergeist? Yeah, she was. In Poltergeist? Sure. Hmm. I don't know. That's a horror movie, isn't it? Well, no, she was definitely maybe in ET. Yeah, no, wait, no, wait. no because Poltergeist. Why did you confuse Poltergeist with ET? No, no, I think it was Poltergeist. No, because the girl who was in Poltergeist is, is dead. Oh, well, that's oh, not true. Very Poltergeist. Maybe Poltergeist too. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind, he started with saying, "I'm a big Drew Barrymore yeah. fan." Yeah, 
He goes, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, maybe they, maybe she should put them on. <laughs> yeah, poltergeist, 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 poltergeist. And then so desperate to go, maybe it was poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell saw poltergeist too? <laughs> who, who was the woman who was in there that's I, dead? I don't know. Uh, he said he pizza. The Barrymore was what nine or eight for ET? Yeah. So this was yeah, nineteen eighty two. Heather O'Rourke. Doesn't she do traffic in New York? <laughs> yep, that's where she went from poltergeist to traffic. <laughs> By the way, the afternoon show also uh, played clips of Drew Barrymore. Really? Uh, because I guess uh, Tiki is friends with her, and Evan was like, what is this? No kidding. She invited the morning show, and you're friends with Drew Barrymore. Were they well, going to be out there, though? He was just on the show, wasn't he? Because I saw uh, Sean tweet to me that like we were sloppy seconds or something oh, because okay. he was just yeah, on he was, yeah he was on her show yeah he was just on the show Don't go listen. kiss ass dude <laughs> <laughs> that's my new favorite drop it's not even close it's it's right up there it's a top 10 immediate um and by the way like this is what sean I'm, and i know he's he does this because he's an entertaining guy likes to, to twist the niblets you know but more nipples <laughs> he uh like tiki is a guy who's, you know, he was on the Today Show, for God's sakes. He has done these things. Like, he was on Jeopardy. He's on Housewives. All these, yeah, Housewives. So, like, him going on the Drew Barrymore show is, is on brand. For me to get an invite. It's a thrill. Is a huge no deal. sloppy seconds at all. Sloppy seconds. Go kiss ass, dude. <laughs> Come on. I you agree. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, are they going to the Super Bowl? No. Oh, uh, shut your pie hole. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, February 1988, Heather O'Rourke had uh, passed away. So that's For real? Funny. Yeah. So that is so. So Hoffman That's was awful. right about that. So she was really young. Poltergeist. Yeah. They said that uh, movie was uh, cursed. What well, Poltergeist was? Yep. Yeah, I want to help. You know, I get. I give. You got to give Big Tongue a lot of credit to get that one right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't cursed for Craig T. Nelson, who became America's dad and coach. Yes. True. Very good. Show. Big Tongue. <laughs> he is Big Tongue. So we have big head and big tongue. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, funny. It's like a catfish in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so did they say anything else? Like, so Sal, was was Sal excited about Drew Barrymore calling in or not? He's a big Adam Sandler guy, and I know he probably loves Fifty First Dates, and I think he did another movie with her, so maybe he was actually excited about it. I don't know the answer okay. to that. That's right. the clip that was sent to me by okay. somebody. Poltergeist. Poltergeist, Poltergeist. yes. <laughs> Uh, the Yankees did sign Marcus Stroman, or they agreed to sign him to a two-year deal, $37 million. There is a vesting player option for a third season. Uh, the Yankees also avoided arbitration with Juan Soto, who gets $31 million. The Mets avoid arbitration with Pete Alonso, who gets $20.5 million. Hey, Jerry, million. breaking news. I am sorry. Okay. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. Gerard Mayo, officially, the sources tell ESPN, Adam Schefter tweeted out that Gerard Mayo will be the next head coach okay. of the New England Patriots. Will be formally introduced at a press conference next week. Okay, so they've so, made their decision already. I mean, that yep. was kind of the reports this morning was that yep. everything was in place. So. so it is. It is now official. Okay. Well, he's going to take over for Bill Belichick, who just thanked everybody yesterday as he walked out the door. To the coaches, the support staff, um, the amazing staff here that that supported me in every way. Um, all the scouting and all the, the football support people from equipment, training, uh, security, video, operations. Um, everybody. 
and so forth right now like dining room i mean it's all it's all first class i thought that was great i mean he had no notes in front of him just everybody came to mind which was pretty cool and he did not thank the two guys that deflated the footballs are on their equipment staff we have no idea where they are right now (laughs) those two guys that are in witness protection somewhere they are like in uh aruba Living in a in a hut together. It could be in Ecuador. <laughs> no, you don't want to be in Ecuador right now. You know about what's going on in Ecuador? What's going on in Ecuador? So I found this out. This is Eddie. Do you know? I've seen it because I have Telemundo up here. So I've seen what the hell's going on. Time. So there's two guys that I have become very friendly with in the garage that are Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. David early in the morning and then Esteban. The when guys I get you the got car. the tickets for, right? For the baseball he, I game? Got diff- the no, guy I got the tickets guys. for, was, he's El Salvadorian. But the these two guys, Esteban and David, they are Ecuadorian. So I got the whole rundown there. And there was a group of narcos mafia Uh-oh. that came into a popular TV show with guns and everything. Oh, I saw that. And I thought that was a skit. That was real? That was real. And we're holding guns up to the heads of the hosts. On live TV. On live TV. I thought that was a movie. Like- and it's all because one very powerful mafia narcos member, you know, got escaped out of prison. And now there's all these factions that is like two, three, four big mafia narcos groups that are fighting with one another. And this guy got out, and the country is just basically overrun by this. And the person who is in power now basically has to decide, do I want to turn my entire country into a war zone by taking extreme measures and basically going to war with these guys? Now, something similar happened in El Salvador, and the president there was able to clean it up. But there's also, like, the jails that are in Ecuador, apparently, are just run by the prisoners like they're just in there running it and they like kind of like safe zone for them and mm. then they send people out and it's just a mess and there's so much corruption there with from the from different factions the officials and the government that it, it is it's bad i mean it is really bad and that clip you see the host of the show like on his knees basically begging for them not to shoot him and, and they and did not all right so they didn't and those, those guys, guys got arrested so that that's a happy those end. Those guys that. got arrested and where are they going? To one of these mafia jails that doesn't matter. So, All right, and Jesus. the reason that they went in there was because they wanted to show intimidate the government into saying don't mess with us cuz this is we're we're in charge here and we're going to show you on TV how serious we are. And that was just one of the factions. Right, one of them. And there's, All right, there's well, multiple. let's let's hope these guys aren't in Ecuador. Jesus. Because I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's stuff like this it is amazing. You know, it gets zero coverage around here. Uh, it, but these guys, like, that are, they're totally tied. They got friends, they got family, they're into this, they're watching this every day. Um, it was fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So I hope. It's horrifying. And it's going to be, it's going to get ugly because you can't, like, when things get that bad and all these factions are armed and all the, the, the craziness and the drug trade and the weapons. You can't just be like, hey, guys, stop. You know? You can't be like, chill out. Especially when they've got control of the jails. So, essentially, it's it's like eye for an eye of violence or what? Well, the real question is, is can the government get the army to back the government to shut this down? And will the army have what it takes to go and fight these guys? That's yeah. basically what it comes down to. 
And basically, because the, the the latest president of El Salvador was able to clean this up, all those gangs and all these different narcos factions went to Ecuador after it was cleaned up and said, okay, we'll set up shop here now. Mm. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Anyway, yeah. there you go. All right, back to nonsense. <laughs> and that would be the Knicks in Dallas last night. Irving floats it in the corner. Jones on the bounce, goes inside and throws it down. What a slam from Jones with Hartstein in pursuit. And that was Mike Breen on MSG. Uh, two points there and, and uh, on the way to a 128-124 win for Dallas over New York, snapping the Knicks' five-game winning streak. Kyrie Irving wound up with 44 points on 15 of 26 shooting. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 32. Josh Green had a dagger three late. He finished with 18. Um, here is Julius Randle. Not a great night. Just got to keep going. The quicker we let go of this one, the quicker we can focus on the next one and uh, self-correct. You know, what we did today, evaluate it, but we got to move on. Got to move on from it. That's it. Here was Kyrie Irving on facing the Knicks and performing so well. When I was in Brooklyn, it was definitely uh, high intensity. You know, they were right down the street. So uh, you see all the Twitter uh, ats and, and you see all the uh, you know, kind of fans getting into it. And I think that's what makes New York City basketball great. Uh, but here in Dallas, um, you know, it was a homecoming for a few guys on, on New York Knicks. And we just wanted to play well against And that's tonight. Randall from Dallas who had 32 and Brunson had 30 in the loss. Um, so the Knicks now 22 and 16 on the season. Dallas up to 23 and 16 on the season. The Nets, meantime, 16 and 22. They have stunk it up for a couple of weeks now. They lost to the Cavaliers in Paris, 111, 102, 45 for Donovan Mitchell. The NBA did find Raptors at coach Darko Radakovich $25,000 for his comments after the Laker game a couple of nights ago, where he clearly went after the officiating was very upset by the calls that were made against his team and the disparity, uh, disparity in the uh, free throw shooting discrepancy in the free throw shooting blues rangers last night and sam rosen tells the story as things were winding down it'll be their third loss in a row their longest winning longest losing streak of the season they won only one game now in their last five and that was sam on msg 5-2 was the final they gave up three goals to jordan cairo uh we talked about <laughs> we talked about because <laughs> Because of Chad being out sick, Adam Fox says yes. That uh, definitely hurt. The guy does a lot for us, uh, you know. But I think we kind of had all year that next man up mentality. I think we've had injuries throughout yeah, like, the year, like, sicknesses and stuff like that. So right. So you got a next man up mentality. Didn't work last night. Now the hope is that this doesn't run through the team because we've seen this in a lot of uh, in different sports where one guy gets sick and a whole bunch of guys get sick. Uh, the Islanders clipped the Maple Leafs in overtime four three. Matthew Barzell, the game winner there. So had to have it. Yeah, we needed a big game, and uh, I thought a lot of guys played well tonight. You know, um, I thought Nelly, you know, maybe not on the score sheet tonight, but I thought he, you know, he led the way in a lot of areas, and I thought Bo and Lizzie played great. I thought everyone top to bottom was played awesome tonight. And Bo is Bo Horvat, who tied the game in the second period with a power play goal. And then last hour, I played for you, Dave Mishkin, with the mm. Lightning beating the Devils. He was clearly fired up, and when your team wins in overtime, you're fired up. When your team loses in overtime, back to Kucherov, puts it on the backhand, carries it in front, under some pressure from McLeod, now finds Radish with a shot, he scores. with the overtime game winner. <laughs> he still does it in defeat. Game winner. <laughs> yes. Uh, he wins it in OT. 4-3 the final there. It was Nate Bastion that tied the goal, uh, tied the game with a goal in the third. So the Devils get the point, but the Lightning get the win. Hey, Jerry, before you go, Mike in Long Beach has something for you. Mike, good morning. Yeah. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, nothing. I just want to thank Jerry Recco for inspiring me to put in a 13-leg parlay. Wow. A 13-leg parlay. Last, uh, the last week of the season, uh, week 18. I, um, uh, I heard Jerry talking on the radio about uh, this guy hitting this monster parlay, and mm. they were talking, would you cash out before the last game? What would happen? I actually hit 12 out of the 13 legs of the parlay, and then I had to make a decision uh, against the Bills-Miami game. I had the Bills minus three and a half. I uh, ended up cashing out, and I ended up cashing out for $39,000. Wow. And, uh I could have won ninety three thousand. Oh! Right. You know what? Don't worry about that. You walked away with forty grand. You're good. Yeah. So uh, I want to thank Jerry. Yay! My pleasure. My God. Ten wow. percent, maybe. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this, Mike. I don't know, man. I, I, I know. I know the pessimist in in us could say you blew yes. fifty grand, but you know what? Can't do that. He won forty thousand dollars. Whatever. I mean, out of all the things, I don't know what he was betting on, but out of all the things that he bet on, I mean, I we had, I think we all had the Bills beat Miami. I, last I think week. so. But you know what though? He would have been sweating his nuts off in that game. But that that's was the whole point, point of this. So that was sweat a, your nuts off and went hundred. Uh, come on, this is, but right, you, this is the whole point. You didn't have any yeah. of that money to well, begin now, with, and now he's got forty thousand dollars. Right, but you could have had, him. you could have had ninety nine. Uh, well, and and if they would have lost, he would have walked away with nothing. Ninety six. <sighs> he got forty grand. I that's know. Awesome. I know. He also lost thirty. <laughs> what? He, he also won. lost what another thirty. Well, 50. Fifty. No, he didn't another lose 50. it. He never had it. He, he won never had the forty thousand either when he made he the bet. out. He could have had, out had 100 grand, Jerry. I don't. I don't like I'm it. I'm surprised at all. by you. I don't like it at all. By me? Yeah. I, You're usually reason, glass half full. No, the only reason I'm saying that is because he decided to cash out before the Buffalo Miami game. I understand. That's the only reason I feel that way. I because totally that, understand. I felt. I think all three of us felt really confident. I took the Dolphins, I believe, in Miami. But I it, think so. But it's like one yeah. of these things too. Like you get down to the end of a knockout you. pool, and people cash out and people split up. it. And I, I hate you that. did that, didn't you last year? I, I did. I couldn't. I had no choice because it ended, they, they, and there was there multiple be a people. Rule you cannot split it right. unless unless it ends up at a tie. I never agreed to split. It just went to the end, and all of us were still in. I mean, I, I hate that. I, I hate that. Like, uh, just go for it, man. You go whatever it was that he spent fifty bucks on that parlay to win 30, that. That cashing out there, bucks. that cashing out there. I don't mind. That. I think I don't really mind correct. that. Let it go. But it's, it's just to me, it's what he. See, here's the problem he, with what you stick with. It. The problem that with the take is is that he had the four. He didn't have the ninety thousand dollars. He still needed something to happen. He didn't lose anything. Had he gone forward and they lost that game, he lost forty thousand dollars. That was his. That's a lot of money to maybe not you guys. It's a lot of money no, to no, a lot no, of people. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, it's definitely a lot of money, guys. Well, it's, you have it in your pocket. Let's be <laughs> I honest. Don't have it in my pocket. It's like lint. I have yeah, lint. You, you have forty grand. grand. That is that is ridiculous. Jerry. You that's know what I'm saying? It's not his so pocket. It's you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you my shut por- your pile, <laughs> Mister Wealth Management. <laughs> All right, we do have to take a break yeah. now. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Build Ford Tough Studio. Next time, let it ride. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel-good football Friday. It's amazing what shows up in the algorithms of our social media. And Al was telling me that in, in his, there was just some guy at construction sites that was looking around with a construction helmet on and then seeing people, he edited into like people falling off of beams and all sorts of stuff. And I think that Eddie came up with a great point that the reason that was going on is because Al is doing reads for a, a lawyer who takes care of guys who got hurt on the jobs. So that's probably how it ended up in there. Uh, and mine right now, as I was uh, just scrolling, there's a, a video. Apparently, there's a new breed of cow that is out there for people to have as pets. It's a miniature cow, and they're fluffy, and they're small, and people are buying them as the new trendy pet in 2024. Wow, do they uh, ruin the environment? It doesn't look like it, no. doesn't look like it. And you're... you're uh, you are referring to uh, the cow farts that apparently yes. go up into the air yeah. and blow the ozone layer apart. Some crap, yeah. So I was thinking, like, we we screwed up with Spike. Why? We got him a $1,000 t-shirt. We should have got him a cow pet. The mini cow was oh the thing God. to How give him. How much they cost? I don't have the price here, but I will look that up. You know, there's two other pets that we could get him. And I think we should really think about it. We could either get him the goat, you know, the little miniature goats. Those yeah. are great pets. Or pig. Yeah, like a pot belly pig? Pot-belly pig for a, 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 a pet. All right, let's see. Uh, hmm. There's a mm, hammerhead farm that's got uh, miniature miniature cattle up there. Miniature Hammerhead cow. farm, where is it? Uh, upstate somewhere. Let's see exactly. Contact. They are, hmm, I don't know exactly where they are, but it's somewhere upstate New York. And they've got, they've got these guys for sale, like Petunia. How much? Uh, it doesn't, they don't have, it's one of those contact us things. Doesn't the Einsiedler have one of these things? I don't think he's got a mini cow, no. He's got to have something. He's got animals running all over the place. Uh, here, see, this is what it is. Here's Iris. Miss Iris is quite vocal. She tells you how it is. And uh, potentially available, please contact us. At, you know, it's one of those things. Like Potentially when you s- available without a price? Yeah, I mean, it's like when you see, if you ever were looking at, like, like the, the New York boat show is coming up, which is awesome at the Javits Center. So you get to see these boats in person. You talk to somebody, you get the price. But if you're looking at some of those boats online, yeah, and they say, contact us, yeah, for price that means that it's astronomical. Let's just put the price there. If you want to go, you, you want to go. It's it's astronomical. 
So, so I mean, let's just say uh, Hammerhead Farm is a boutique breeder of miniature Scottish Highland cattle. <laughs> they are located in Westchester. All right, now so we're very close. Now we're talking, and we can get we maybe get spike a little Hammerhead uh, little cow. Yeah, and there's another one here. There's a mini Highland cows and calves for sale. These this is a thing, man. Uh, oh, I see a price on this one. Oof. Minimoo.com. Amelia. A mini High Park heifer. Right. Small, unique, and lovely. Yeah. What do you think? Where would you put... Like, all these things are sold. All these uh, yeah. animals are sold. And the, yeah, there's another one. There's a couple that are available. But ha- what, what would you think? One of these mini cows. I've got I've got prices on, on a bunch of them. Now. I'm going to say, like, 10 grand. All right, so at the smallest one that they have here, who's Watson? Watson is five thousand dollars. Okay. Amelia is fifteen thousand dollars. How about Iris? Honey is fifteen thousand dollars. You can get you can get Susie the donkey for for thirty seven hundred if you'd like. I feel bad for the donkeys. They get can, such a bad rap. Can you milk these mini cows? Uh that's another good question. Let's see. Ferdinand six grand. Um so here uh it's a Amelia, fantastic breeding prospect. She is expected to be thirty eight to thirty nine inches fully grown. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about milking them. I mean, like, what kind of pets are they? Are they I pets? have teats. Can you milk me? I mean, are these kind of, uh, like, do they hang out with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look look at the pic. Look at the, I'll show you. <clears throat> Hold on. They, 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 look, here you go. Wonderful with humans, creating a bond that echoes. Here, look at this. Introducing mini Yeah, look at that. So let's start pooling money now, Izzo and Dove, for next year. And we'll get Spike a miniature cow. I think they will go for well. I'm sure his wife would love it. Yeah, um, oh, of course. I'm reading on the website now, you can milk a mini cow the same way you would a regular size cow. And, but you have to milk it. You can't yes. just not milk it. You have to milk it every day. Twice a day. That's Twice what I tell, a day. That's what I tell Gina. You tell Gina what? Can't just leave it there when we talk about cows. Oh, you and Gina have been conversating, uh, having a conversation about having a cow in Sayville? Yeah, and I say you just can't leave the milk there. It's got to come out. Because so, then it just, they get really angry. I, I could see you actually milking the cow every morning before you come to work. Well, I don't want one. We get one for Spike next year. All right. We'll get him that. And if do you we got know, emotion- do we know if uh, Spike's wife is vegan or anything? Yes, do we she know is. That? Yep. She is. Oh, they yep. would love this. They would absolutely love it. You know why? Because they would feel like they were they were doing something right, saving its life. Yeah. So, well, I don't think somebody's going to buy these cows. These cows are not going. These mini cows are not turning into cheeseburgers. These cows are pets. These are trendy pets. I mean, they are kind of cute. They are very cute. Um, but if he got emotional over a thousand dollar Motley Crew T shirt or whatever it was, was a Motley Crew? No, it was. Uh, it was a uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden T-shirt. He, I mean, he's going to downright break into tears when oh, we well, hand I mean, him over Petunia, the mini cow. I said, the cow has got, it's got antlers or whatever. Well, not all of them. Horns. That one does. That one does. <laughs> antlers. That one does. These other ones don't. Like the ones. The horns. Site. Yeah, they got the horns. <laughs> the, the site that I'm on, no horns. These guys got horns. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we give. I don't think we give them. I a mean, is one. this thing climbing in bed with you and sleeping with you? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Like your dog? Yeah. Oh, I think come so. Come on. There's no way. I think so. Man, I got to imagine. They got to poop like crazy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Well, sort of giant dogs like a Great Dane poops like crazy. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.